0: God bless you, and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. I recently mentioned this in another podcast. There is a saying that is spoken when someone shows their frailties. They say, I'm only human. It's spoken to show that there's nothing special about them, perhaps, that there is a limitation to their abilities. I'm not Superman. I'm only human. A Christian should never say this. Being a Christian indicates, first, a belief in Christ, and second, his presence within them. Christ in you, the hope of glory, elevates the believer beyond the limitations of humanity. To have the Spirit of Christ within us enables us far beyond Superman. Superman is still only a man, no matter what planet he's from. We must come to an understanding of who we are As Holy Spirit filled beings. If you're having trouble tapping into and manifesting the power of God within you, today's episode will help you show forth the inner spiritual man within you. Give a listen. Limitations. There's always some way or another to place limitations upon us. What do you expect? They're only a child. The limitations of age are the lack of education and experience, to name the first two dominant limitations. What do you expect? They're from the other side of the tracks. Where you grow up may also limit the possibilities of education and experience also. Limitations of age, limitations of finance, limitations of education or training, limitations of health. There is only one thing that's not limited, and that's the amount of limitations we can come up with as a cause for the challenges or problems in our lives. But then there's the truth that we are Holy Spirit-filled beings. If you have confessed Christ as your Lord and Savior and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you have been saved. Salvation is the act of being made whole by the work of Christ, and receiving the Holy Spirit into your life. You are now body, soul, and spirit. Holy Spirit, to be exact. You are now a spiritual being having a temporary experience in a physical body. Before you received Christ into your life, you were just body and soul. Your soul is your mind and will and emotions. Your body is that flesh and bone stuff. And though flesh and bone can achieve many wonderful things, it is limited. There is one big challenge in being a Christian. How much do we walk in the Spirit as opposed to walking in the flesh? Which side will we favor? The battle is spoken of in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. The Spirit of God within us wants to do the will of God, but the flesh has a different idea. The choice is up to us of how we will walk. Will we tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, or just be only human? Let's look at the challenge between the two revealed in Romans chapter 8. We start in verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Where is your mind at? What exactly are you thinking about? Do we allow our minds to be limited according to the flesh? Or do we tap into the limitlessness of the Holy Spirit? Remember, with God, nothing is impossible. In the flesh, being carnal, we are so very limited. There are people whose IQ makes them a genius. They might have a photographic memory. They might be able to lift hundreds of pounds and run a mile in under four minutes. The human body, as God designed it, is fearfully and wonderfully made, but it's only human. That is until we invite Christ into our hearts. That's the game changer. The question is, will we live as only human or be spirit-led? I've been told that I am a new creation. My challenge? To bring that into manifestation. So that I live in the spirit without limitation. It's my decision Walk in the flesh or be spirit-led. From the day I was born again, I was filled with light. But what I believe will determine winning the fight. Listening to the flesh or to the spirit is my plight. It's my decision. Walk in the flesh or be spirit-led. Of incorruptible seed I was born again. At that moment, God's spirit could start to reign. The challenge? Listening to the spirit or my brain. It's my decision, walk in the flesh, or be spirit-led. The voice of the flesh will tell me only lies. Speaking truth, the power of the spirit will arise. I must be quick to attack the lie so that it dies. It's my decision, walk in the flesh, or be spirit-led. Every minute of the day we make choices. Some are very simple and benign. What will we eat for breakfast? Others carry a bit more weight. Will I take time to pray and read in the morning or neglect it this day? Will I allow the bad thought that just came into my mind to continue or will I fight against it and bring that thought captive to Christ? There's a wonderful verse in the book of Proverbs that teaches us a bit of responsibility over our thinking. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 26 Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. The proverb here instructs us to ponder the path of our feet. To ponder here means to weigh out or to plan. In the culture of Israel, each step represented a thought. If you have enough thoughts or steps in the same direction, they develop a path. The word scatterbrain comes to mind. That would describe somebody that is going around in circles or going nowhere at all. Their thoughts do not follow a clear path. So where are your feet, your thoughts, taking you? That's what this proverb is discussing. Take a moment and consider your thoughts for the last two hours. Where did your thoughts take you? What words did you ponder? Our actions flow from our thoughts. We see this in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38, verses 10 and 11. Thus saith the Lord God, It shall also come to pass, that at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought. And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. It says in verse 10, Things come into thy mind. The word translated things is the Hebrew word debar. It is used a total of 1439 times. 231 times it is translated things. 807 times it is translated word. Words shall come into your mind and you will think a type of thought. What words are coming into your mind and what are you doing with them once they're there? The response is shown in verse 11. This person responds to the evil thought with an action. I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. And the context continues about attacking them and hurting them. Your thinking moves you. Are the words that you hold within your heart brought to you by the Holy Spirit or by your flesh? Are you going forward in life? Are you standing still? This is the lukewarm territory. Or are you going backwards? As I mentioned earlier, life is a series of decisions, and each decision is determined by what words we allow to take residence in our hearts and minds. This is where building habits or godly routines become very important. One habit we must acquire is to keep the Word of God fresh in our minds and hearts all the time. Psalm 119 verse 97 reflects this. O how love I thy law! it is my meditation all the day. Unfortunately, the word meditation has gotten a bad reputation because of Eastern religions. But in the Hebrew culture, it is very different. To meditate literally means to speak or utter or mutter. Imagine softly speaking a verse of scripture over and over throughout the day. We can start with a simple one. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me Doing this repeatedly throughout the day will build this truth within our hearts but it starts with our mouth Consider how often we complain about stuff How often do we open our mouths in anger How often do we open our mouths in frustration How often do we open our mouths in defeat In those moments, we have forgotten our true identity as children of God. It is bad enough to think these things, but to speak it out is to indicate an agreement with it. Look at what Jesus said about our mouth and heart. We see this in Luke chapter 6 verse 45. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. What comes out of your mouth is a great indicator of what's in your heart. We need to spend more time reading and meditating upon the word so that, as the saying goes, when you're squeezed, that's what comes out. How do we react or respond when we hear or think something contrary to the truth? How often do we turn our hearts to God and his Son? For the sake of those who may be new to the podcast, I will repeat the process of what I do to help me stay close with my Heavenly Father and my Lord Jesus. Starting at 10.55 a.m., I have alarms go off on my phone every two hours until 8.55 p.m. I started this process over a decade ago. At first, they went from 10 in the morning until 5 p.m., At that time, I did it every hour while I was at work to remind myself to check in and pray and worship. It started one day when I came home from my cabinet shop that I worked in at that time and realized I had been so caught up in work that I hadn't talked to God all day. When I walked into the house, it hit me and it was like, Oh, good evening, Lord. How was your day? I never wanted that to happen again. So I began the use of the alarms on my phone. How intentional are you in maintaining a close and intimate relationship with your Father and your Lord? I walk in the Spirit often as I speak in tongues throughout the day. Today, as I was listening to a Christian song, it spurred a prayer to Jesus. A walk of power comes from being very intentional and intimate in your relationship with God and His Son. The more discipline we have in developing our relationship with God, the more freedom and peace we will have every day. You may have noticed I like to take apart common sayings. I quote them quite often. Here's another one. We need to be Bible-fed and Spirit-led. We need to be aware of listening to the media And not be led by it. There's a difference between being informed and being encased. The more time we spend in thinking and speaking the truth, the greater our joy and peace will be. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who have heard this. I pray for their hearts to be turned in a closer relationship with you. Holy Spirit, embrace my listeners and guide and teach them. Awaken them all to your presence. Be the strength that we do not have. Be the insight that we need in our lives. Open our eyes to the truth. I pray this in Jesus' name.